talk about some baseball. This is the Buck About It podcast with Brooke Rimsley and Cardinal Spanish language broadcaster Paulo Asensio on 101 ESPN. We're not balking around. Hey everyone, welcome to Balk About It. I am Brooke Rimsley alongside co-host Polo Asensio, the Cardinals Spanish broadcaster. And Polo, I think we should rename you because we should call you Mr. Worldwide. Man, that's Pitbull. The 305. Yes. Mr. And that's also you, though. That's also okay. you. And uh-huh. it has nothing about being bald, but that does oh, wow. help. That does help. It's, but- it's, it's, we, we are... 40 seconds into the show, and I already feel attacked. It's okay, Brooke. No, it's a I gr- like you he too. He's very successful. Who <laughs> wouldn't is. want to be like Mr. Worldwide? And you are also Mr. Worldwide because you just got back from London. Welcome back. Welcome Trios, back to the States. as they say, in my new land, England. I was wondering if you'd come back with a British accent. Well, you know what I noticed it? Like the first day, like a little like ping, like, like a twang, like for real, I did. Yeah, like for you, notice it. Like you were starting to speak like that. Yeah, and I'm like, it was fun. Like I did it over there a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was it was fun. You know, sometimes I will I will have to like like really force myself or ask my daughter Bianca who was there on the trip with 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 me with us. And I'm like, what did he say? What did she say? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I just nod. Okay, okay. I hope we're not nodding. At, we're not nodding at something naughty, as they use that word naughty quite a lot over there. They do. Yeah. It, they use it in like a different way than we yes. use it. They here. use a lot of words that we use here, and a lot of words that we are not supposed to use here. And okay. They just said them like like nothing. Like water came out of the bri- out of the out of under the uh, London Bridge. Who, by the way. Kids have been lying to us for years. Okay. Because the London Bridge is not falling down, falling down, falling down. Wow. It's there. You been okay. to London? I've never been. Okay. Well, don't go. Um, you didn't like it? Is no, it, it was saying? fun. It was fun. It was fun. I mean, it was it was a lot of work, right? Yes. Obviously, you get there, you adjust yourself. Luckily, uh, I was there a day earlier than the players. So okay. when the players, the Cardinals players and the Cubs players showed up on, I believe it was Thursday morning, I was already there for 24 hours. Mm. So my brain and my body was a, a little bit more like adjusted to them. You were like 50% um, British by that point. Uh, uh, yeah, 50% British. Um, it was delicious. The, the fish and chips. The fish and chips, the places that we went mm-hmm. were delicious. That mm. that I do recommend. Uh, the meat pie, delicious. Okay. Um, I you know, and I think you know a little bit about me. Um, even though we're not doing the, the three two two truths and a lie, um, I'm adventurous. I like to try things, right? And I did try the liver pie. Liver pie? It's good to try with a friend because you get to eat a little bit. But if you don't, if you're not a fan of liver, stay away liver from it. Liver pie. Yeah, yeah. I have it's, to it's, look this it's up. It's like now. a little pie. You know, it's like a beef uh, pie. It's, it's just like a chicken pot pie, but think liver. No oh. green peas or or carrots. Carrots. I, I've heard that liver can be very healthy for you. Oh, I don't know how healthy. Look at me. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the image of health. Yeah, because you're yeah. Mr. Worldwide. Dolly. Um, so no, it was it was fun. Uh, it was work because it yes. was just it was not just just a lot of fun. And then you know we got two games. The first one we already know what happened. The second one we already know what happened. Yes. And at the end, I think everybody came home happy. Uh, a lot happy of, flight home. Happy flight home for the Cubs. Happy flight home for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And we move on. So it was, I believe, it was a success. About a hundred and ten thousand people. 
for the two games. Wow. 55 change for the first one, 54 change for the second one in a stadium that holds 60,000. The other thing that I noticed is that uh, I'm going to say 75% of the fans were from America. Really? Yeah, there, there was not a lot of English or England fans in the stadium. Did they promote it well over there? Well, th uh, I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. Uh, what I do know is there was a lot of Cubs fans, and somebody said, well, they, there's direct flights from Chicago to London, not from St. Louis to London. Like myself, mm. I didn't fly there with the team, uh, but we did fly back with the team. I had to go from St. Louis back to Dallas an hour and a half, two hours, and then from Dallas to Heathrow Airport in, in London, which mm. was like nine hours. So, you know, it's a little tiring, I guess. But, yeah, there was a little more um, Cub fans uh, in the stands than, than Cardinal fans. And it was funny because I had to answer a lot of questions that I never thought I was going to. Yeah. As uh, So what happens if uh, the batter chips the ball and goes backwards? Is that a point? I'm like, no, that is a strike. Oh, but isn't it a strike when you strike the ball with the stick? Um, You mean the bat? Yeah, with the bat. I'm like, no, that's a hit. So what's a strike? Well, when you miss it, and then I said, that's a foul ball if you go backwards. Uh, two of those, I mean, three strikes, you're out. It's like, oh, so three foul balls is an out. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. technically it's two foul balls, and the third one has to be a, miss, a swing and a miss. So I tried to explain people a little bit about baseball. and it Because they're it was, used to cricket. It, yeah, Cricket's big over exactly. there. Exactly. Huge, huge. And, yeah. and actually, the, the the guy who threw the first pitch on day one, it was a, a international yeah, cricket I superstar. And we had a lot of that. We had a lot of cricket players, some soccer players, some Formula One uh, uh, racing uh, drivers there. It was it was a uh, who's who was in there. Albert was there. Albert Pujols was there. Mm -hmm. Dexter Fowler did the first pitch with Albert the day, uh, game two. A lot of the things that you didn't see. Uh, you know, you, we most everybody saw the game, but the stuff around the the uh, the preparation, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to get that ready. One thing that I would change, if anything, the only thing, make it three games. Okay. Because if you're yeah, you're making that, time. yeah, if you're flying all the way over there, the players need to adjust. Make it three games and give the players a little more time to rest, perhaps. Yeah. Because it's and get it's, used to it. It's one one night game, and then the next game was day game. Mm -hmm. Right. It was at night and then early game and then you go home. Why not night, night, day, go home? That's the one thing that I would change. Other than that, congrats, MLB. Congrats, Cardinal fans. Congrats, Cubs fans. Uh, I believe everybody came home very, very happy, very, very satisfied. And they're so satisfied that the Mets and the Phillies are going back next season. I saw that. So, and Manfred talked about how they're going to look at other countries as well and expand that. It's going to be interesting. I have a game for us. So we oh. always like to do some sort of game. We've been doing yes. two truths and a lie. Yes. On episode three, since you're so British now, I have decided. Well, I've decided. Cheerio. Look, I even cheerio. I bought this, I bought oh this for gosh, 10. Oh my gosh, how did I not see that? I bought this over there. 10 pounds. Because wow. England has pounds. The rest of Europe has uh, uh, euros, but okay. England, they have the pounds. So I bought this for 10 pounds in a little shop, and I got to t uh, take the price down because it was like 13. You can and barter? I, of course. I'm from Tijuana. We do that. <laughs> Might as well. And oh, by the way, I guess I should address I'm wearing You're LA. Hawaiian. You're Hawaiian. Yes. You got late I got today. Late. I got late today. Dang. So twice. <laughs> Lucky yeah. you. Twice? Yeah, I got oh, late today twice. But I only see one of them. There's two. Oh, See? okay. Surprise! Oops. Surprise! Oops, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> don't, was... don't, what's your name? Don't don't laugh at us. 
What's your name? Nobody. He's he's the man behind. The no, he he's needs, secret. He, people need to know the mystery man in the back. He's laughing. Maybe one day. That's good. That's good. Episode. If he laughs, that's good. Yes, that's how you know. So I have a game for us. I see uh, Megan and the other mm, dude. No. Oh. Okay. So you are going to mm-hmm. try to guess as many right as possible. Okay. 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 Starting with this one. Okay. Who are these people? Uh, Kate and Philip. No, Kate. Kate and William. Philip is the one that was in jail. It wasn't the news all the time with, you know, all that yes. interesting stuff. So that's Kate and uh, and William. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. You you got that one right. Okay. So far, you're Yeah, because I, I, I got to meet them. Yeah. Uh, me oh. and, and, and Chip Carey. No, we you had, didn't. We had tea with them. No, you didn't. For real. And biscuits. No, you didn't. Yeah. You know There's, who brought the biscuits? Ted Lasso. Okay. Yeah, that's how I know that this isn't true. If only. It would be a great story. If you keep the Ted Lasso part out, maybe. You, maybe you, I could see you and Chip getting tea and biscuits. Oh, Chip got a lot of tea. Ooh. We have a British delicacy. Okay. So that's a pie. Yes, it is. And it's sardines. Sardine pie. Does that have a, a name? Stargazy pie. Stargazy it's a fish pie. pie. Okay, so you don't get that one. They do. And, they do sorry. have a lot of sardines. I know that because I bought a bunch to bring back home. Okay, now we have another meal. English breakfast: ham, um, ham, mushroom, tomato, baked beans, sausage, toast, and eggs. I had that two or three times in in our hotel, and I love. So it. with the beans and toast, Absolutely. how did you feel about that? I mean, I'm Mexican. We like beans. But so their beans, to, the, how they prepare, it looks like baked beans. They're, they're baked beans. They're it's like like sweet, beans? and they're not even hot. They're oh. they're cold. For but breakfast? It, yes, it was delicious. Okay. So don't don't knock it until you try it. I can get behind probably all of it except for whatever that is. Mushroom. Do you don't like mushroom? Maybe like. Are you the kind of people know. that don't like uh, um, uh, pineapple and pizza? I do love pineapple. But and pizza. then mushrooms and breakfast. Delicious. Next one. Okay. This should be easy. Fish and chips. I had that a couple of times, and it was as good as uh, as good as uh, as promoted or advertised. Uh, you know, sometimes you go into a situation thinking it's not going to be as good as they say. But the the thing that I like these are delicious. Yeah, I know the thing that I like about the ones and the the as you can see the picture, and I'm sure you you can see it better than me now. um, The fish is not strips; it's the whole fillet. Oh, so they at least the places that I went to, they Mm -hmm. give you the whole fillet of fish and the fries or Mm. chips, as they call it. Yeah, and it was really good because it wasn't greasy. Like okay. Sometimes here in America, I've tried it, and it's really greasy, the fish, and yeah. I don't like that. This one, the one that we tried over there, it was nice. It was dry, the outside, but the inside was nice and mushy, and congrats on that one. I'm glad you did that one right. Next one. So you have, you're doing pretty good so mm-hmm. far. It's a Royal Guard. Uh, did we, you get to see any of them? I get to see a couple, and they, they just stand there. They Seriously, if you have one at home, that's all they do. They just stand there, and then once in a while they go bang, 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 bang. Did you then, see people try to talk to them? Uh, the thing, the ones that we saw uh, at this point, it was my daughter Bianca, my our good friend Katie Wu. What's up, Katie Wu? And myself, we did a lot of uh, walking together. Um, they were inside the palace, so we didn't okay. get to see anybody, any of them on the streets. Like we couldn't find them because I was gonna do the hey, I'm not touching you. To- yeah, <laughs> I'm not touching you. See if they swipe my head or something. Because they won't do anything no, from what I've seen until you touch them. 
Mm. If you touch them, that's when they can gets, smack you in the face. Easy. I've seen I it. I like that rule. I think that that should be <laughs> legally allowed. Like, like worldwide. Hey, Mr. Worldwide, just I give you this rule. If anybody touches you without you wanting, you can slap them. So, yes, we, we saw them. Uh, sadly, the day we went there, uh, there was no changing of the guards because they change, I believe, every 24, 26 hours. Mm -hmm. So this guard stays there for a whole day until the next day. Huge ceremony. People are there. And I do believe now that I think about it and I talk about it and because a lot of people in England, they don't you know, they don't sympathize with with the, the royal family because they mm. think they take a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, they bring a lot of people in. Yeah, they you do. Know, the people walking around uh, uh, Buckingham Palace. There them. you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buckingham Palace and and all that, the Parliament and all that. Um, you know, it's it's tourism and tourism drives drives money, drives interest, and you know they're there. They're they're uh, like Mickey Mouse. Yeah. You know, when you go to Disneyland, hey, Mickey it's like Hill. Disney. Yeah, it's like except they, more they, expensive. They're maybe. Extra, very expensive. <laughs> well, Disney's kind of expensive. Too. It is. Right. Last one. Ooh, last one. I was just getting into it. Ooh. I didn't see that. That's kind of ominous looking, honestly. That looks like 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 liver and kidneys all together. What is it? You give up? No guesses? It's like sausage? Like kidney sausage? Blood pudding. Oh, I didn't see that. I don't know what. So I honestly have never seen it before. And so when I was Googling British foods, as any good journalist putting this stuff together would, I was expecting like maybe just dark actual pudding. And um, this is what came up. And I, I double checked. This is what blood pudding is. What it is, I'm not exactly sure. I don't think um, I would even look. I've never tried it. it. But in Mexico... Uh -huh. In Mexico, as people say, we call it moronga. And mm. it's blood like chorizo pudding. And it comes from cows. Cows, bulls, and things like is that. Is it dark like that? It is dark like that because oh. it's blood. You know, blood usually, I mean, at least mine Ugh. is really dark. Because I'm mean and evil and people dislike me and stuff. Um, so, yeah. I don't think people don't dislike you. <laughs> You're Mr. Worldwide. Who Dale. wouldn't like Mr. Worldwide? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's who would like that. All right, so you somewhat passed. We're going to give you an eighty percent. You are eighty percent British you. now. Welcome thank back you. to the states well, after your you. trip across the pond. Yes. Speaking of which, getting into segment two, we need to talk about. And you kind of alluded to this earlier. Adam Wainwright, bad game in that London series. But in general, the offense also didn't provide much help or run support. But after that outing that he had in London. Adam Wainwright deactivated his Twitter account. So for those who are very familiar, he's very active on social media with Uncle Charlie is his Twitter handle. Usually it's like face paint of him with American flag. All of a sudden, fans noticed that after that London series, they couldn't find his account. Some people might have been blocked, which he has admitted to in the past that he will go on a blocking spree. Others, Block party. <laughs> he, the others realized he was no longer on social media. So we had Adam Wainwright on uh, recently on 101 ESPN on the opening drive of the show that I'm on. And we asked him about it. And he said that he did deactivate his account because he was getting hundreds of messages of just people telling him to retire, kind of tearing him apart, apart like adding at him. And he saw a lot of those messages and he decided to delete it. This has gotten mixed responses from people. And side note, I know that he is back on Twitter now, um, but it has gotten mixed responses from people because some people say, OK, well, you're making 17 and a half million. I know that some of that's deferred. We're not exactly sure how much you're making that much money. That's 
part of it, right? That's part of being in the public eyes that you're going to have to deal with public scrutiny when you're not having that so great of a season. We can say that. We can say it hasn't been an ideal season for mm-hmm. Adam Wainwright because that's just looking at what we're seeing. But where people have taken it too far, because I've seen this where people are like, you got to take him out to pasture and, you know, get rid of him or retire. You're stealing money from the organization. Look, the Cardinals signed up for this, too. They signed up for bringing him back another season. That's where I think it goes too far, when people take the personal approach. But it's opened up a bigger question of what is too much and is it deserved for athletes to get this much attention in that way? You know it. I know it. And anybody who has some sort of uh, weight um, as a celebrity... You know, a known public figure, public more than figure. celebrity, there public you. figure. You're a celebrity because you're Mr. Uh, Worldwide. Dolly. I'm just um, there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you're, you're there and everywhere. So when we open up our Instagram uh, or Twitter to everybody, mm-hmm. not just fans, everybody to follow us and to get into our, into our lives, we're welcoming you to our world, mm-hmm. not to judge who we are, but to be part of it. And what happens, and I'm not going to talk about Adam Wainwright uh, or like directly. What happens sometimes is pretty, pretty dark, right? Like, yeah. like I've been, I've been um, uh, messages. I get messages once in a while because oh, you don't even speak good English, or uh, you know, like, like what are you doing? Or you're such a homer. Oh, you're not you're, things. And I'm like, okay, who is this? First of all, if I have a problem with you, most likely I will look for you. Yeah, right. In and, person, and, and, and or if I see you, if I if I have a problem with you, Brooke, I'm not gonna attack you on Twitter because I know who you are, and I'm gonna say, hey, Brooke, this, 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 and this, and you are gonna be more thankful because you know what, this guy had the guts, had the uh, the audacity or whatever to come and tell me. I know that it's not the same for everybody, and not everybody has the uh, the, the 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 direct line to a celebrity or a public figure, but when you attack you can criticize me all you want but when you attack me mm-hmm. that's where it crosses the line i open my doors like you said and a lot of people and thank you for following on instagram and twitter a lot of people on instagram they loved what what we did in in in, in england right the, 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 yeah. the picture the stories do i love doing this yes why because it makes me feel like you're not here with us Talking to the fan base or anybody, my family, my mom, my 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 sisters, my my everybody, my wife, my kids, um, you're not there with me or you're not here with me. But this is a little piece of something that you can experience with me being here, mm-hmm. and that's one thing. The other thing with Adam and players that are underperforming, um, it's easy to say, "Oh, you're getting paid seventy million dollars." You 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 know what? And you've heard it. I don't go to your job to yell at you. Um, if you have a low profile job, I don't go out there to criticize you. I don't go out there to yell at you. I hope you do better. And yes. if you get paid $10 or $10 million, that's you. Mm-hmm. You have the abil- ability to negotiate that level of pay. And it's and both work, ways. And work towards getting more pay. It's both ways. It's not just, mm-hmm. oh, Adam is getting $50 million. You know what? He's worked enough. The Cardinals thought, okay, he is worth it, those $50 million. Let's give him that contract. Mm -hmm. You know, the same happens with Nolan, with Paul Goldschmidt, with Giovanni Gallegos, with Steven Matz that we all know he's underperforming a little bit. 
And I don't hear anybody complaining about that. Mm-hmm. Why Adam Wainwright? Because he's outspoken, because he says things that sometimes he we, makes himself accessible, more and, accessible. And, and you know, yeah. sometimes we don't agree with what somebody says, but that is not going to make me attack him, right? Yes. That is not going to make me go at his throat. And and what some people did, I think it was it was uh, filled with with venom, mm-hmm. filled with uh, ill will, and at the end, I think a lot of envy. Yes, there's a lot of envious people out there that wish they could do that, and then when they have a chance to do it, they poop the bed. I I agree, and that's I've noticed two things on social media when it comes to this discussion with Adam Wainwright. One thing that I've seen is some people being rational and just saying, look, this isn't a great season, and we can say that. We can say this hasn't been a great season thus far for Adam Wainwright, but it's not just him is the thing. Adam Wainwright isn't the only person on this team, as you mentioned some of the other names that have had their moments or are also underperformed. This is a whole team effort. Adam Wainwright with not a great start back-to-back ones that's not just a him thing we've seen that multiple times with season the season with players underperforming this is why they're in the position that they're in right is because it's not just adam wainwright it's more than one person and so when you see on social media some of the people kind of making it seem like he should have been the savior for the group this season is almost how they're acting i don't know where you would think that he's not an ace he never said he was going to be the ace this season he's not the ace He's not. And even then, so he's not going to be the thing that can pull the Cardinals out from the position that they're in. There's a, a lot to be done. There's a lot of baseball to be played. And we've been listening to that same song for the last three, three and a half months. But there is a lot of baseball to be played. You know, in the recent uh, weeks, the Reds, all of a sudden, you know, they brought up a couple of guys that changed the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Perhaps something like that can be done not only here with with the Cardinals, but other teams that are struggling. Look at the Padres. Look yeah. at the Mets. Those guys are spending over three hundred, two hundred fifty thousand, whatever million dollars, two hundred fifty million, sorry, uh, or more, and, and uh, they're on their performing. Yes, we don't care about them because this is the Cardinals. It's Cardinals Nation. It, it's just a, a weird season, anywhere you put it. It it's is. A, it's a very very weird season. Um, last time I checked, it was close to 20 games blown by the bullpen, you know, the seventh, eighth or ninth inning. If you change that a little, this team is in first place. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's maybe the problem that we have. A lot of ifs. But there's if also guy, other deficiencies. If that guy, yeah. if this guy, yeah. if that guy. It's not about a, a game of ifs, but a game of do's. Yeah. And let's see what we do next to save 2023 or perhaps set up. 2024. Exactly. And that's what it seems like they're doing, just turning the page right now and just finishing on that note with the social media. I put this out there on social media as well, just saying in regards to Adam Wainwright and how he deactivated his Twitter account at the time. The great thing about social media is for the first time really ever in history, I know that you could send letters back in the day to your favorite athletes and stuff like that. <laughs> Some people the, still do. I, I love heard, it. I love yeah. it when people send me a, a letter or Doesn't a card to like the stadium. Doesn't feel like more sentimental? I'm like, oh my God. And I can totally see somebody sitting down and writing. It's sweet. It, it's it's it awesome. It more. And, and just, you know, before I forget, Brooke, and um, when this happened, the very next day, the Sunday morning, yeah. Adam was talking to a little girl. Mm-hmm. That she was there with her family. He's high-fiving her. And I took my phone. I'm ah, you know what? These are cool pictures. And then I hear that he deactivated his Twitter account. 
I tweeted out, hey, while you are hating in the world or why, while you're hating on Adam's performance, he's still being Adam. He's still doing things for others and in words less or more. And that tweet that I thought, this is my morning tweet, it went crazy. It got thousands yeah. of views, like hundreds of retweets, a lot of messages with negative uh, comments. Oh, he's, he's made a lot of excuses. He laid the bed. Now he's, he has to, you know, he made the bed. Now he has to lay on it. The, the point of, it was not me defending Adam. It was just saying, look, you can throw hate at Adam or at me. Apollo, I sent someone talking about yeah. me. You can throw hate at me. It's up to me. I'm going to keep it moving forward. And that's what Adam is doing. And that's what he will do. And I know that at the end of the season, when he retires, he's going to think about, about this moment of, you know what? It was a, 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 lecture, a, a lecture or I learned from that lesson. Uh, now it's time to move on. And it's just the final season. You look at some other greats and, you know, not saying that he is comparable to Bob Gibson. Nobody can be Bob Gibson. But if you look at Bob Gibson's entire career, we don't talk about his performance in his final season and how he finished out with an ERA above five. We remember Bob Gibson for everything else before yep. that. And sometimes that's just it is what it is, right? You're not going to have the fairy tale ending like Yachty and Albert Pujols, especially Albert Pujols and what he was able to accomplish. Yeah, You're perfect. not always going to have that perfect storybook ending. And that's just the way it is. And that's and that's why I'm saying with the social media and stuff, there are some people who I think are very rational and understand it is what it is. And this is just what we're going to get from Wayno and maybe his final season. He still has plenty of time to reprove himself. And you hope for that. You cheer for that. But there's some people coming out of the woodworks who are kind of taking a victory lap around this and have been obviously waiting for this moment. Yes. And you can see the clear difference between the two on social media media you can be fair and critique somebody but when you start making personal attacks that's the difference and that's what i was saying about you know this is the first time ever we have access to athletes and and to celebrities on social media and he uses that as a way to connect with fans he mentioned that as well but the bad part is not everybody deserves that access not and everybody. sometimes you just have to protect your energy personally if i was him i wouldn't have gotten back on social media if you're already off i would just stay off I don't even need to see that anymore. But maybe he's trying to prove a point to the fans that that you're not going to get to me. Appreciate him. Yeah. Uh, his family, his daughters, his son, his wife, you know, his brother and everybody else in Georgia um, where he's from. It just, you know, it's a, it's a little stamp of self-approval. Like, you know what, yeah. Adam? You're doing this for the good people. You're doing it this for the good guys and girls. You're not doing you're not doing this for the a-holes out there that are just looking for an opportunity to jump on you. So uh, social media, I love using it, as you know, but sometimes it makes me it can be a dark think place. that I should uh, that I if I should close it just because, you know, sometimes I get so many messages that I read a, a lot of them, if not all of them. And it just like I'm like, it makes me laugh. You know? Yeah, because um, you just feel sorry for somebody who's in a state of mind like but, that where they want to be an a-hole. Um, and like you said, Brooke, there's people with good intentions. Yes. And I remember me being somebody with good intentions, sending a message to so-and-so. Mm -hmm. Maybe he'll read it. I'll send a message to some somebody. And sometimes they will read it. And that made me happy. Yeah. Right. I'm talking you know, back in the day. Um, so for those fans to send messages with good intentions and even with a, a, a constructive criticism. I, I yes. take that. 
Yes. Just don't attack me personally, thinking that I'm just sit there and and and, and take it, take your punches. Because, I mean, I can I can punch back. You can give criticism without adding the other extra words. Because one time, I I will say there was somebody who would like send me back when I was on TV something over and over again, and they were like, "You stupid b word." It's not the Enterprise Center. It's Beautiful. just Enterprise Center. That's yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. totally what they said. And I was like, you know what? That was a mean way of saying it. But I'm actually going to take that critique and you apply that. And it worked out. <laughs> They could have left out the Look other. It worked out so word. well. You're sitting yeah. next to me. Exactly. Yeah, so thank you for Everything that. Everything happens for you. I rose above the occasion. There you go. So. Another thing that I wanted to dive into with our next segment, and you kind of tease ahead to this because the Reds do have a superstar right now. Well, should we say superstar in the making? Because it is early on, but he has been impressive. Ellie De La Cruz. Cardinals have their own superstar in the making and Jordan Walker. So my question to you is, and I'm going to let you go first on this because I want to get your thoughts. Who do you think we're going to fast forward? We're going to hop in a time machine 10 years from now. Who do you think is going to be more of the successful big name out of the NL Central? I think when it comes down to hitting, Jordan Walker, uh, to me, can be more productive than De La Cruz. When it comes down to defense, what is Jordan Walker? He is Mm. trying really hard to learn on the fly. Yes. Trying to learn as a kid is hard. But it's, it's a lot more doable. When you get to a level of play, baseball doesn't wait for you. Mm-hmm. Baseball keeps going. The ball keeps rolling. And he is trying to learn to play the outfield in the big leagues. And we've seen it, you know, a few plays here and there that don't go his way. So I think Jordan Walker is at a disadvantage from De La Cruz because De La Cruz, he's a shortstop. You know, he, he knows how to play it's that everywhere. position. Yeah. So he he's somebody who knows how to play his positions. And he has a defined role. And Jordan Walker, he's still learning. Hmm. If he gets to learn to play the outfield, somebody told me the other day, he's going to end up being a first baseman. I'm like, well, he's big. He is that big. He is that guy. Well, he's played third base third most base. of his career. Yeah. yeah. So maybe first base could be a, a position he can come. Um, but... Luckily, we have the DH now, and I'm not saying you're going to take him off the field and put him to hit all the time, but if you have to, you can. If mm-hmm. you have to, you can do that. For that, I I believe that the, the comparison might be a little unfair because, again, one guy is learning as he goes, and look at him. He But he's had multiple like double digit hitting streaks at saying. this point. When so it comes down to these hitting, are two very talented. When it comes down to hitting, I give it to my guy, Jordan Walker. Mm-hmm. When it comes down as a whole right now, Eli, because uh, Ellie, because he knows where he belongs. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jordan's a great guy. I, I seriously, he's one of those guys that you cheer and you push for him. He, he, um, he still is learning to be a big leaguer because he is learning to play a position in the big leagues. And that is, that's not easy. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that is not easy for, for a young guy with a team that has expectations. If he was with a team that has no expectations, you can learn and nobody's going to say anything. But here, when you have every other week, you have a game of the week on national TV and people see what you do, people hear what you do, that could be a little too much. I know he's going to be fine. Um, I know that he's going to raise a bob, and we're going to talk about a superstar for years to come. Um, again, as a whole, right now, 
I'm going to side with De La Cruz as a hitter. I'm sticking with, with Jordan Walker because what you said, he puts the ball in play. And you are not going to be successful in the big leagues or anywhere when it comes down to baseball if you don't hit the ball. And I think that power will be coming, too. The power is there. And he's going to get it right. Lifting it up. Hey, he, you know what? The launch angle. Hey. That we, oh, man, that's a sore subject hey, around Tony here in St. Louis. Tony Wynn. How many home runs he hit? I think his, his most, and I don't know this by heart, his most was like 19 or 20 in one yeah. season. Other than that, 10, 12, 15. And one of the greatest hitters of all time, Tony Gwynn. Mm -hmm. 300, 300, 300, 300, 300, 300. Nobody was complaining about that. Why? Because he was hitting the ball. He was producing. He was doing something right. So, yes, home runs are excited. I get very, very excited to call a home Everybody run when, when we do the broadcast in Spanish. But do you want a, 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 a solo home run or a two RBI single? I get two RBI single. It's something. It's manufacturing runs. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting, too, and correct me if I'm wrong on this story, but I feel like I've heard that Albert Pujols always said he, his intention was never to exactly go and hit a home run. It's just it's something that came over time. Hit the ball. That's what he was focused yeah. on. It's just being a good hitter. See the ball, hit the ball. That's what the coaches say. Hit, See the ball, hit the ball. Now, all of a sudden, see the ball, go down, <laughs> try to hit the ball. And if you strike out, it's fine because eventually you're going to hit it and it's going to go out. I, I don't think like that. I think about hit the ball, run hard, get to first base, and then let let your team come and get you. Yeah. Well, my my answer, I'm going to side with you on Jordan Walker, because remember, we're hopping in the time machine. We're going 10 years from now. We're, there's going to be like Ten flying cars, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right? 10 years by now. There flying be, cars. Now. Flying cars were supposed to be in 2000. Now we're in 2020, whatever. Eventually, it'll be coming around. I don't see around. a flying car. Yeah. Well, so when there's cars flying, I think Jordan Walker will be... The bigger name, I think Ellie De La Cruz has been so exciting. There's eventually going to be somewhat of a drop-off. Everybody goes through that. We've seen Jordan Walker where he's even had like a mini slump here and there and stuff like that. Um, I think in the long run, and I know this is going to sound crazy because of what we're seeing right now with the Cardinals organization, I think in the long run there's going to be more opportunities for Jordan Walker to play on a bigger stage. And when I'm talking, I'm talking about playoffs. I'm talking about you always hope for making it to the World Series and for him to perform in that way. That's what makes somebody, in my opinion, a superstar, is how they perform in those big moments. Of course, the regular season matters getting you there, but making it to the playoffs and performing that way, I think Jordan Walker is somebody who can really rise to the occasion of that in the future and become a big name for his performances there. Somebody's having a party. I right know. I, 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 I hear, it's Hawaiian day at the office. Let's it's go. Everybody, everybody's <laughs> chilling out. Everybody's chilling out. Either that or they were laughing at what you were saying. Maybe. I, <laughs> hey, I, I think Jordan Walker, I think Jordan Walker has a huge chance no, to he, be something very special. And so does, so does Ellie De La Cruz. Mm -hmm. I mean, this makes me, the NL Central, everybody kind of, you know. It's, a, it's crazy. It's, it's the, People the, are you know always what? down on it. But I think that gives me a lot of excitement having those two superstars in the same division. Potential superstars, and, I should say. And there's another one that it's just like De La Cruz, O'Neill Cruz. Yes. With the Pirates, who got hurt this year. Yes. He's supposed to, supposedly he's coming back at the end of the season at some point. So we have a lot of superstars in the making in the Central Division. One thing that you touched, and it's true, every time, every season, for the last at least, what, almost 20 now, Everybody talks about the Cardinals as the favorites, the favorites, the favorites. Mm -hmm. This season, nobody talked about the Reds. Last season, nobody talked about the Reds. That was a big surprise. Three, four, five yeah. years ago, nobody was talking about the Reds. Mm -hmm. 
everybody talks about the Cardinals. And when the Cardinals are doing bad, people talk about why are, people are talking not so much about why are the Reds doing so well. They're talking about why are the Cardinals doing so bad? Yes. <laughs> so think about that. When you are in an organization that has that target, either you rise up or you move on. Mm -hmm. Right. Some of us rise up to the occasion and I include myself because I'm part of the Cardinals and what I do. Others, they move on or they decide to be followers. There's a saying, you know, lead, follow or get the hell out of my way. And that's yeah. what the, that's what the Cardinals do. You lead, you follow the leaders or move on and go somewhere else. Yeah. And, and I again, I believe that uh, um, if not this season, very, very close in the future, this, this organization is going to be back to it. They and, need and to be. Even if they finish last, let's just say, right? Yeah. They finished last this season. When it comes down to 2024, nobody's going to pick the Cardinals to, to finish last for 2024. No. Nobody. Even if you finish dead last this season. Because they know they have nobody. that ability. And this is just such a, there's a lot to point to with everything that's gone wrong this season. But this is such an outlier when you look in the grand scheme. Of course, everybody's going to be thinking, all right, this is this is awful. There's no way that this will continue. And I truly believe that as well. Yeah, no, and, and it's happening all around baseball. This year has opened a lot of eyes in baseball. Yes. Look at the NL West yeah. with the Diamondbacks. We knew they had talent, but we didn't think they were going to be like 50 wins right at the at the, at the, at the halfway point yeah we didn't think the Padres were going to be almost last in the division yes look at the look at the east we all knew we we had an idea of uh, of uh the Braves going to be this good but we didn't think about the Mets being at the bottom or like right right there with with the Marlins and and, and you know uh, uh right below the the Phillies now we didn't think about that you know yeah. and then the east who gave a dollar for Tampa Bay. We all know they're exciting to yeah. watch. All of a sudden, they're the best team in baseball. And who's behind them? The mighty Yankees, the Boston Red Sox, the Tampa mm -hmm. Bay Devil Rays, the Orioles. We saw them last season perform very, very well. I don't think a lot of people saw the Orioles. There's no way. If this I would, season like if this. somebody bet on this, and there's absolutely no way because it goes against everything that you're thinking about when it comes to spending money. And look, when you spend money, sometimes it's a crapshoot. Everybody yeah. gets that. But when you're the Mets, what they spend a lot of money on? Pitching. pitching. And pitching has been an issue for them. The Padres, what did they spend a lot of money on? Hitting their hitting. offense. You have superstars and Tatis Jr. and Bogarts and Machado. Machado and I mean, on and on. And for them to perform this way, it makes no sense. And then you have the Rays, who literally really didn't spend that much and they're successful everything this season has as you mentioned just opened the eyes of major league baseball i don't think it's going to stay that way we'll see i don't know maybe maybe are you saying the rays are the new formula for success well, i'm saying or the rain i think the rangers are more of what well makes the, sense. they spend a lot of money and that's where yes and the right way i think they, is, they is spend a, a lot thing. of money and they have a fantastic future hall of fame manager bruce bochy oh my god yes so just Those like the things. Astros, you know, like we saw the Astros recently here in, in, in uh, St. Louis. I looked at the lineup and I was talking to my partner in the Spanish booth, Benjamin Molina. And yeah, you have your Altuve, you have your Bregman, you have your Abreu, who's, who had like five, six home runs when they got here. Those guys, you know, you know, they're going to produce, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have your Tucker and then you have a bunch of young guys. You have a, a Yanier Diaz, a catcher that nobody knows. You have a, a Machete Maldonado, a catcher that it's, it's a good catcher, but it's a role catcher. You have three or four guys doing the lift and then the young guys. We yes. had so many players of them making their debuts or with 50 at-bats during the season in, in the middle of June. And I'm like, wow, these people know how to do it. 
And, and it just, I think it's uh, a lot of luck has been involved with the Cardinals, but at the end of the day, not every single loss is out of luck or not every single W is out of luck. And, and other teams are getting it. They're doing it. And I'm not worried about the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. We want to win as, as a fan. You want to, you want your team to win every year. It's not possible. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to reset. You have to think again and rethink your philosophy. Yes. And this could be the season that the, the Cardinals change or rethink their philosophy Redesign. for the future. Cardinal Way 2.0. Why not? I, I, I think that that, <laughs> and also the slogan for the 2023 Major League Baseball season should be, Money doesn't insure wins or chemistry. Nothing. None of none no. of that doesn't insure anything. Typically, you could say you could just buy your way into stuff. Not in this situation. Okay, last but not least, to yes. close things out, Pittsburgh. We've been talking a lot mm -hmm. about Pittsburgh. Did you happen to see, and we'll put a picture right here above us. Did you happen to see the what, whatever Nike happened. City Connect? Look, look at me. Whatever what? happened to the City Connect? It went from do you beautiful design with the cities. I want you to look to at it. now doing. No, I've seen it. That, you don't even want to look at I'm it. I'm closing right now? my eyes. It went from beautiful designs to yes. connect with the city to the laziest of the lazy, and uh, the 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 Pittsburgh one P G H. Like what? Why not? Just why like not like something? Steel City or or, or, yeah. or something to do with the pirates or something to do? I mean, I know they're gonna use yellow and 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 uh, black and red, you know, for the steel uh, uh, colors of the unions and stuff. But come on, like something. look at the Rockies; they did it right with the mountains. Yes. Look at the Diamondbacks, serpientes, which means snakes, and the color. I mean, I think we all this kind of started. The Padres, I have mixed feelings about it because they said, oh, we, our connection with Baja and the, the colors. I, I was not a fan of, of, of those. They're festive for sure. Yeah. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, and, and uh, it just it looked so and I'm sure maybe there's some more ex by the explanation. Way, the Cardinals the details. are doing theirs next season. I'm I'm kind of afraid after I, seeing I, Pittsburgh's after seeing Pittsburgh's. I'm kind of afraid of what will be designed, because if that's or it could go one of two ways where you're just going to continue with very simple kind of meh designs or you're going to be like, OK, we need to step our stuff up. What will be your dream Cardinals City Connect? Dream Cardinals. Like, I what would like... you do? Okay, Brooke. All right, Brooke. I'm, I'm, I'm on the design I'm the designer, team. The, okay. the head designer of the Cardinals. Brooke, hey, everybody. We have Brooke Grimsley. Just head graduated designer, from Harvard. Head designer. Head designer. Of, oh, my God. Give us your St. Louis Cardinals City Connect. Okay. I You have you put an arch on there, right? That's you. I'm not. I'm, not... I'm putting an arch on there. Where? Over here. <laughs> Over here? Over here. That, that sounded very not convincing. I, I like it. You do an do, arch. Do you, you want to put in a ravioli too? Why not? Oh, wow. Ravioli. No, I'm kidding. I think an arch uh, arch is needed. Um, maybe some throwback things if you're going to go the other way instead of so futuristic. I, when I looked at Pittsburgh's, I thought it was just like too like futuristic looking where it's just like the super bland modern design that we see with it's, things. It's basically a replica of the 70s for them. They have the yellow yes. jerseys with pirates black in the front. And they've used it in the past. So this is nothing new. 
Yeah, to me. I like the Nationals. The was Nationals my is nice with the little pink flowers and all that. Cherry blossoms. Uh, the cherry blossoms. Yeah, yes, thank you. Yes. Um, I like that because that's part of Washington. Mm-hmm. That's part of their city, right? I, I like I, things where it is. It's part of the city. I think. I think either you go throwback or you do something in the way of an arch or something that is like an obvious nod to the city. Like uh, who else? Uh, the Red Sox did the colors that nobody understood, but now yes. we know like, the marathon, the city. That's the color of the city. Okay, that's cool. The Dodgers was a little uh, an interesting choice. Los, they basically added Los to the Dodgers jersey, making it all blue. That was okay, I guess. But um, there's there's a few that. Uh, what is yours? What what is your design? The for for St. Louis. Yes. I will put the arch in the hat. Okay. Like put the arch in the hat, the arch city, and then add a um, not too much color because we know that uh, you know the Cardinals are mostly like a conservative uh, organization, so keep it very simple with mm-hmm. with the colors. But um, I, I will add there's uh, slangs for the city, you know the mm-hmm. Lou. Uh, I like you the know, Lou. The arch city. Yeah, uh, city of the arch, the the you know the ravioli thing is it's a big ravioli thing here. bowl boys, something like that. Gooey butter, I don't know. So, so, you so, can't put gooey butter cake on there. Something you know, something like gooey butter color. Okay. Uniform with the hey, it's a city like connect. That. It's not it's not a it's not a wedding. Okay. It's a city connect. You need to get creative, I think. Mm-hmm. So I I think uh something like that, you know, like 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 you said, include the arch somewhere in the uniform because you. I think you have to, and and, and uh, I don't know if there's any other colors in St. Louis to represent the city. Maybe the yellow of the flag, you mm-hmm. know, the, the 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 three rivers. That's a good idea. The, if you the, did, the if Fleur you you put the design of the flag in there because that's such a cool flag. You know, honestly, the, the the Fleur de Lis also like somewhere put yeah. it put it. Um, I will look into that, and I wouldn't go just with uh, personally with you know PH PGH or WSH. That is or, awful. Uh, you know, good for you guys. I hope you guys like it in Pittsburgh. Personally, not my favorite. I respect uh, uh, the designers and any- anybody who did that. I just hope that whoever designs these uniforms has a connection with the city and with the uniform and not just working with uh, the makers, with Nike. Uh, fanatics, yeah. Nike, whatever. Yeah, it is, so. I agree. We, we're going to see them next year. Yes. We're going to see them next year. All right. Hire us for your design team. It yes. might take us a minute and it might look like gooey butter cake, but either way, we'll come up with a design. And it might smell like ravioli, but it's all right. <laughs> all right. That's all. How about some barbecue best. bones or something? <laughs> no. Barbecue bones. Yeah, because ribs, barbecue. San that might Lewis, be like barbecue? a little eerie looking, just as eerie looking as the blood pudding. I, yeah. That, that's what you'd have on yours. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for another episode of Balk About It. We'll be back again soon. Hey, Balk About It with us. What do you think? What's your option for uh, City Connect for the Cardinals or any other city? Come up with a design. Let Help us know. Us. Let us know. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the Baca About It podcast with Brooke Rimsley and Paulo Asensio. Catch every episode on our YouTube channel at 101ESPN.com and the 101 mobile app.